fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final Wolf Pack, what is going on? It's your boy, the Wolf of Roto Street, RotoStreetJournal.com, where we breed and feed fantasy wolves here with your Week 15, the semifinals preview podcast. Holy shit, we're here, guys. It is time, do or die, to punch that ticket to the big dance and get on to your championship week with our preview podcast. Nothing better than this time of the year, folks. I couldn't be more fired up, and I hope to get you guys into your finals. I'm here to give you that preview that you need to know, the trainer's room, all the injuries, catch you up on what you need to track heading into the weekend. Of course, as always on Wednesday, our higher, lower Hail Mary segment, where we go through the plays of the week, uh, the, definitely the guys you want to maybe consider sitting, and then our Hail Marys, those streamers that could really get you going. Uh, I apologize in advance. We wanted to have the truth on tonight. He was ready to go. I keep trying to get it so we can both stream together, uh, but unfortunately, he was, uh, you know, I could not get it figured out, and he had to go back to being a dad. You know, we got these one-hour windows, and the, the wolf could not fit it in, so my apologies, truth. We're ready to go. I heard some of his fantasy rants. Feel free to let go and, and rip off some some fantasy rants too if you have anything to unleash in here but of course you're also welcome if you're on our facebook live broadcast get a sit start questions in for the mailbag i am more than happy to answer everything get you ready for your week 15 playoffs so pumped to see some legends like dylan adams cam geckle top fans in here Thanks for joining me. Thanks for tuning in. Get your questions in now. Anyone tuned in live, any likes, comments, shares are always appreciated. Give me a like. It's easy to just press that button. And, of course, shares if you're in any fantasy football groups or if you're willing to share this out to your audience. Let us help more people. It means the world, and we would love to reach as many as possible. Let's dive right in, though, because it's week 15. we got no time to waste. we got to get to all these injuries, some crucial news, including Thursday night football. I don't know what your matchups look like. I am facing Lamar Jackson. So it's one of those tone setters right on Thursday night. I'm going to have a sense of how this matchup's going to go. Is Lamar going to just bludgeon me to death or is he going to let me breathe a little bit? I'm also facing Le'Veon Bell. So probably the two biggest weapons you wouldn't want to face are both against me this week. I'm facing the one seed entered as the, the five. Got a scrappy win this last week. But you don't care about my team. I care about yours. So let's get to your teams. Let's get to the issues you need answered. And let's cover some of these injuries to get you ready for your semifinal match. Matchup like Dylan's ready to go for round two. I know my man Cam Geckle had a bunch of buys. Let's get it going here. Thursday night football, some injuries just to monitor. Before we get to your questions, I'm going to rip through these injuries. Ryan Griffin and Bilal Powell have already been ruled out. Hopefully you weren't overly reliant, if at all, on those two talents. They're going to be out. And Demarius Thomas also seems likely to, to miss it. He's listed as doubtful. More targets for your guys like Le'Veon Bell over the middle of the field with that backfield opened up. Robbie Anderson's been crushing it these last few months. You know, maybe since Jameson Carter can finally get back on track. 
But in the end, this is the Jets' offense against a brutal Ravens defense. I think they're going to get swallowed alive. Even Le'Veon Bell, who should see 20-plus touches, is a big risk. I hope to God he gets swallowed. If they can be anywhere as these Ravens, uh, it's on the ground. We saw Mostert tear him to shreds two weeks ago. And then uh, last week, they gave up plenty to Devin Singletary, who's an engine for the Bills. So maybe Le'Veon does get it going. But ultimately, I would have no faith in anybody on the Jets outside of him. Even with these guys, you know, injured and usage opened up, Mark Andrews is questionable. If he plays, you almost have to have him in there. He's been that dominant, the tight end four on the season, regardless of your format. It's trending the right way. He's been practicing limited fashion. Uh, I imagine he does suit it up, and when he's been questionable and played, he's still gotten it done all year. Also questionable is Lamar Jackson, who we just mentioned. Uh, he's already come out and said he will be starting. Of course he is. We knew that, and anybody facing him. You got to get yourself ready for another 25 to 30 point bash. Put 35 up against me on Monday Night Football the last time I met him. And holy shit, I'm ready for another bludgeoning. Thanks, Lamar. Come sign me up. My ass cheeks are ready for you to just pumble. But then the questionable tag, you know, they, they are 15 point favorites. Maybe they get up humongous early and, and bench him in the third. You never know. I Maybe I'm just talking to myself like a fucking lunatic, justifying that maybe Lamar won't just destroy me. Uh, he's going to just absolutely punish me. But we'll find out tomorrow, folks. Let me know. Are you facing Lamar Jackson? Are you facing anyone tomorrow night? Do you have any decisions for tomorrow night? Get those questions on in uh, and prepare your ass to get spanked if you're facing Lamar, the hero of this fantasy season. Other injuries just to make note of, Josh Jacobs expected to come back this week. The MRI came back clean. He is ready to go against your Jaguars this week and could you ask for a better matchup than the Jags? They clearly have quit on the season on Doug Marone. They don't want to tackle anybody. They already lost Miles Jack. You saw what Eckler did. 200 total yards, multiple scores. Melvin Gordon also had a nice field day with them. You gotta imagine Josh Jacobs is in line for a massive day. DeAndre Washington was going to be my stream of the week, the waiver wire pickup of the week. So if you blew all your budget on him, that's unfortunate because he no longer is a viable play with Jacobs back to return to his lead RB one role. Uh, but still, you, you gotta be in your top twelve running backs. You gotta have Jacobs in there, and maybe you could desperation DeAndre Washington in case something flares up, but not in your semis. You can't really trust that. Another running back returning to practice. That's Damian Williams gets in a full practice after missing the last few weeks and this backfield already was unusable now it becomes even more disturbing and even more disgusting uh, with him Darwin Thompson, LaShawn McCoy Spencer Ware, four-headed hell fucking nightmare uh, you can't use any of these guys against Denver who's decent on the run uh, but just a, a four-headed nightmare it makes it even worse so Darwin Thompson, maybe the only name that was intriguing becomes even less so uh, you can't have Damien in your lineup at this point but I guess worth picking up to see what happens. Jameis Winston practicing in limited fashion, moving on to the Bucks now. Uh, he is in line and expected to start in Week 15 against the Lions. That should be one of the higher totals of the week. Even though the Lions, blah, a little pathetic, uh, but still Winston should put up his points against a very poor secondary. Definitely a team you can get it done with uh, in every facet of the game, but especially through the air. And even though he will be out with uh, Mike Evans not playing, he's done for the year. Officially came out today. So if you had Mike Evans, we're holding out hope. He's going to be done. He's going to be shut down for the season. And that opens up a ton of volume. 9.1 targets per game. A team high, actually league high, not just team high, league high.
high, 140 air yards per game. They love peppering this guy deep. Who's the most natural fill-in? To me, it's Justin Watson, an athletic freak. Runs a 4-4 at 6'3", 225, can blaze with that big body, big size, plus a 40-inch vertical. That's kind of your Evans skill set, a big body that can get downfield and win contested catches. That's what I think Justin Watson's going to do for this team. Only 5% owned. So if you're desperate at wide receiver, and there was some carnage this week at wide receiver, I think that's a guy out there in a ton of leagues you can uh, potentially ask about. Let me know if you're considering any wide receiver streams, but I got a ton of them for you here. Evan Ingram did practice today, limited fashion, uh, in line for the Dolphins. Always a great matchup to exploit whenever you're facing the worst defense in the league. So if he plays right back in your top 10, despite all the missed time, Rhett Elson also limited in practice. So maybe they both return. Maybe only one of them does. Whoever starts is in play as a streamer. Uh, Evan Ingram, more than a streamer, of course, is one of the better athletic talents in the league. Another tight end getting a limited practice, and that's Greg Olson with his concussion. Uh, only limited to individual drills, so no lock to return. Still has to clear concussion protocol. It is a step in the right direction for the guy, though. Uh, but still, if he plays, that really sucks for all of you who, like me, would love to see Ian Thomas unleashed yet another week. Only 2% owned. I don't understand that because if Ian Thomas is the lone guy, if Olsen does sit, I'm telling you now, he's scoring a touchdown. He's going to be a top 10 tight end undoubtedly. He had 50 yards and a touchdown last week. We're going to get into more detail on Ian Thomas and my tight end Hail Marys, but that's a guy if you need a tight end this week, stash him for now. Let's see what happens with Olsen. Certainly not nearly as usable if Olsen plays. But if Olsen sits, the second best matchup for tight ends behind only Arizona's blueprint defense. Uh, so ultimately, you got to track this. I wouldn't play Olsen necessarily just because the injury concerns, the re-aggravation, maybe now a committee here. But if he sits, Ian Thomas, definitely high in my ranks. Another concussion injury here, Devontae Parker. He's at practice but wearing a non-contact jersey, still has to clear protocol. If he plays, you got that juicy second um, best matchup against wide receivers against the Giants here. He should be able to light this team up if he plays. You got to just track his status. If he's out there, he's in your lineup. But if he's not, maybe Isaiah Ford, a potential streamer here, had 90 yards in Parker's absence last week. Seemed like the most natural number one to fill in. Fitzpatrick was locked in on this guy. So check for Isaiah Ford if you need a, a desperation fill-in. And a guy like, you know, A.J. Brown's probably gone at this point. Uh, if those Bucks receivers, as we mentioned, Justin Watson or even Brashad Perriman. You got Danny Amendola against the Bucks with Marvin Jones on IR. So those are some streamers if you need a desperation wide receiver fill-in for Parker. Another wide receiver, the Carnage continues to pile up. DJ Chark week to week. He's not practicing Wednesday. I think at this point you can just rule him out for this week and maybe the rest of the season. They don't really have much to play for. No reason to risk this guy getting injured even further. Chris Conley, only 20% owned, could be the immediate fill. And you know D.D. Westbrook obviously gets a huge uptick. They're facing the Raiders this week who A.J. Brown dominated after the catch. Westbrook's specialty, sure hands and after the catch ability. I wouldn't be shocked to watch him blow up this week for 120 in a score. Great DraftKings value at 4,600. So keep Westbrook on your radar. And also, you got Chris Conley, again, 20% owned, only 3,600 on DraftKings. If you can't afford to get up to Westbrook as your cheap receiver play, then you can at least get a piece of this offense against a horrendous secondary. Uh, last few notes here. We should have paired up Daniel Jones with Evan Ingram. He's out of the boot, but they're still saying Eli Manning likely to start this week. The 
death. The Dolphins are down their top five corners other than Eric Rowe at this point, and that's five horrendous corners, so who even knows what the fuck type of creatures this team will be trotting out. That doesn't mean Eli is really startable, but if you're desperate, you're two QB league maybe, I could see him last home game probably of his career. Extra motivation there. Don't be shocked to see Eli have himself a decent day in New York uh, in the Meadowlands for possibly, probably the last time. Seahawks coach Pete Carroll saying Tyler Lockett back at full strength. Uh, Yay. Can you actually trust this guy? He hasn't even hit 100 yards total over his last four games. Hasn't topped 50 in any of those contests. He's been ruining weeks, ruining lineups, and now he's going to get Jalen Ramsey. That is tough to trust, folks. I have him quite low in my wide receiver rankings. There's plenty of people I would have above him, so let me know if you're dealing with Lockett issues. And you know me. I was as high as anybody on Tyler Lockett coming into the year, and man, this guy fucking balled out all season. These last few weeks, though, have been a nightmare for owners. I expect this to be the Chris Carson show against such a porous run defense. I would probably get Lockett out of my lineups, if at all possible. Last couple notes here. You can expect Derrick Henry to play. He was sidelined at Wednesday, but variable already kind of admitting this was maintenance. He's got that dinged-up hamstring. He did see less usage last week as compared to his usual monstrous rate. But still, this is Derrick Henry in December, and that's one of my favorite traditions is watching the guy Steamroll the league every fucking winner. It's insane what this guy is doing. Over his last 16 games, he's got 320 carries, almost 1,800 yards on the ground. That's first in the league. He's got 18 rushing touchdowns, actually now up to 20 after last week. That's first in the league. Uh, he's also doing some receiving work. Just an unbelievable beast since this, whenever December hits. He's averaging almost seven yards per carry uh, right now in December. His career, he averages right around six per carry. Uh, unbelievable what this guy does in December. You got him in your lineup. You have to lock him in to what I think that Tennessee and, uh, and why am I blanking? Houston, you know, for the division style battle, that's going to be a shootout style with Tannehill dominating since taking over. I think him and Watson are going to craft a great game up. And that's the one I'm targeting for DFS for season long. Any types of Titans, any types of uh, Texans I want in my lineups this week. Last but not least, we got Noah, well, actually least, yeah, Noah Fant sidelined. They say he's positive overall outlook, but not a guaranteed to play. So really nothing there. If he plays, the Chiefs give up the fifth most points to tight ends. Fan off is you know 120-yard day. Show some good rapport with Drew Locke there. Maybe he could have a big day against the Chiefs, but you got to see if this athletic freak is going to be out there in the first place. But I love the catches we saw. You know, back shoulder, run after the catchability, deep balls down the seams. I love the usage. I love the receptions. I love the di- degree of difficulty on a lot of these. So looking at Noah Fant as a streamer if he's out there. Alrighty, folks, let's get to some of your questions here. we got 16 so far that will hit higher, lower, Hail Mary, and open the mailbag up yet again. So let's cover about 10 questions so far. David asking the first question. Good to see you, Danny Jennings, by the way. Uh, Winston or Tannehill this week? Oh, man. How do you bench Winston off like a 454 TD day? But if ever you could bench him, Tannehill, my fourth quarterback of the week. We're going to get into my higher, lower, Hail Mary. In fact, why don't we preview it for you right now, David? Here's why I love Tannehill, even above Winston. One, the floor, just so much safer. So I got to go with that. 
the floor of Tannehill. He's got the second most points per game since taking over a starter behind only Lamar Jackson. Think about that for a sec. No quarterback has scored more than Ryan Tannehill since he became a starter. Who would have ever thought I'd fucking say that? The guy has been a monster, though. The Tennessee Titans averaging 31.4 points per game under Tannehill. He's making the most of uh, A.J. Brown, who's become a the wide receiver 14 since Tannehill took over. Derrick Henry trails only um, Christian McCaffrey since Tannehill took over. All these ships are rising and he gets a secondary that is non-existent against the Texans. They're giving up the fifth most points, two quarterbacks. Uh, I, I think Tannehill, you know, th- off a 390-yard, three TD day, continues the good time rollings, maybe even has 400, because him and Watson going to go back and forth. I think that game is absolutely a shootout. He's my quarterback four for the week, three spots higher than the ECR. In fact, I'd rather play him than, yes, Winston, who's right behind him, my quarterback five. So real close, David. You got your top two options there. Uh, without Evans, I think, you know, Winston takes a little bit of a hit. I'd even rather start Tannehill over, get this, my two lower quarterbacks for the week. Patrick Mahomes against Denver. My QB7, three spots below the ECR. And Russell Wilson, QB8, another three spots below the ECR. Give me Tannehill over either of these two guys. Why? Well, Mahomes now has fewer than 20 fantasy points in seven of his last eight games. He's the quarterback 16 over this span. And he gets dinged up this week. Gets a bruised hand, not broken, thankfully, but Andy Reid already admitted he had to turn the playbook down a little bit, less vertical, more short game, intermediate range stuff, a little more reliance on the run game against the Patriots. Why wouldn't that you know carry over into this next week? And again, he's already been brutal these last few weeks, QB 16. I don't see this getting much better for Mahomes against a tough secondary, third-fewest points to quarterbacks this year, um, and more generous to running backs. I think the, the game script is going to remain very run-reliant, short to intermediate with a, a banged-up Mahomes. It's, it's, it's not very appealing here. And just as bad as him over these last few weeks, maybe even worse, Russell Wilson. He's been the QB 16 or fewer in six of his last seven. So, you know, borderline unusable over that span. And it's been abysmal play calling from Schottenheimer, very run-heavy as he always has been, but unable to shake Lockett free, uh, unable to really capitalize on anything. Now you get that run-funnel-style defense. you got to run it against Carolina, the worst DVOA in the league outside of Jacksonville, most touchdowns on the ground to running backs. It's going to be a Chris Carson day, folks. And I think Russell Wilson, uh, fresh off some of his worst efforts, is going to suffer because of that. So give me Tannehill over those two quarterbacks. Give me him over Winston, who's a little bit closer, higher than those guys as well. Uh, but that one hopefully helps you out, David. In terms of my Hail Mary quarterback, then we'll get back to your questions. Uh, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick again. I know we kind of fucked a lot of owners last week. Couldn't punch it in, but the Giants is a great get-right spot. I do think Eli puts his points up and makes this that shootout-style game, the two old men duel. He's 24% owned. If gone, I do like Eli, though, on the other side of the ball there, uh, facing that Miami team. Gets his last probably home start ever. You know that extra motivation. You know, uh, as we already mentioned on the broadcast, down their top five corners the Dolphins are. And it showed a good rapport with Darius Slate, and I like that I saw that right off the bat. He's only 4% owned, so if you are desperate at quarterback, maybe Eli Manning can get it done for you. Let's get back to your questions. Bell or Mack and one of these guys asks Matt Angle. Ingram, Singletary, Hunt, or Slayton? Uh, you got to go Bell, in my opinion. I know the matchup against Baltimore is tough, but we alluded to it. They've given up two big games in a row now. One is Singletary, one to Mostert. Bell's obviously just as good, if not better, than either of those guys, despite being a little dinged up. Uh, gets it done in the receiving game where they have been susceptible as well. And with some of that receiving core, the tight end banged up as well. A lot of that intermediate game should flow to Bell. I like him there. 
And then otherwise, I gotta go with Ingram here. The the Jets have been pretty stingy, giving up the fewest rushing yards per game, but still give up a decent amount of touchdowns. And if Lamar Jackson is as dinged up as you know the contusion lingering a bit, if they want to limit the exposure to hits, I think Ingram is a great bet to find the end zone. I do love Slayton's blow up upside. Hunt in a decent spot as well this week. I don't like Singletary against that really tough D-line. They're going to swallow them up. The guy balled against uh, Baltimore, so I get it. But to me, it's Ingram. He's been so sturdy all year. Give me Ingram. Give me Bell out of those two options, Matt. Dylan Adams picked up Washington last minute and won by 40. Should I play Chark or Debo this week over Freeman or keep him in PPR? Uh, Chark's unlikely to play as we covered in the injury report there, Dylan. So to me, I I get Debo in there over... Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to use Washington, sadly, uh, because Josh Jacobs should be back. Now, if Jacobs sits, Washington's by far. I think I imagine you're talking about DeAndre Washington here. Washington would be by far my favorite play of this bunch should Josh Jacobs sit. But if not, I like Debo the most out of your options. I do not like Freeman this week. Really tough matchup uh, against that 49ers, really, you know, brutal D-line. I mean, he's going to get swallowed. He's just not that good anyways. Uh, Breezer Winston asks Matt Angle. i got to go Breeze here, my number three quarterback. So I got Watson, I got Lamar, and I got Breeze right after him. I mean, how could you not have Breeze in there after a 400-yard, 5-TD day? Now gets Indy, who surrendered 450-4 and four to Jameis Winston. That secondary is abysmal. Breeze should be able to get it done. The only risk there is they get up big early, and they can't keep it competitive, and then Breeze just takes the, the pedal off the gas there. Uh, the foot off the, the gas pedal. What the fuck am I saying? Dylan adds my opponent lost Marvin Jones, Mike Evans, and Griffin this week. That should have you feeling pretty good. Now, I'd recommend, Dylan, are you blocking him from getting as many possible pickups as you can? And that's yeah, as important as waivers are to get your own guys. It's also just important this time of year to cuckold your opponents to block them from the ones they could use against you. So keep blocking them. If you have trash to cut, do so. Jimmy Parsons, great to see you. My waivers run tonight. Should I pick up Laird, D. Washington, A. Miller for the flex or stick with Gallup or Shepard? I do like getting Laird on your team, just a featured back, 82% of the snaps, 19 touches. But at this point, you know, I would have said go all in on Washington. It seems like Jacobs is going to be playing. Anthony Miller has been hit or miss. Uh, definitely hit these last few weeks, 13, 20, 13 points with Taylor Gabriel out and still a concussion protocol. I, I could see Miller doing well, but I wouldn't play either of those guys above Gallup. You got to imagine uh, that uh, against the Rams, I... I said the Seahawks have. Who the hell does the Seahawks have this week? Um, Carolina. It's Bradbury who's going to be on Tyler Lockett's side. I didn't mean to say the Ramsey treatment. That's going to go to Amari Cooper. So if Gallup gets the number two corner, I can see him doing some work this week. That would be the one I would play. Uh, alrighty, guys. I'm going to get Jen, Denny Jennings, you and me both. Let's hope for the, uh, the, the best possible thing. Lamar Jackson sucking. Let's get to your running backs, though, for the week. There's not a ton of disparity. Uh, I'm pretty close with the ECR. A lot of plus twos, plus threes. So not a whole ton of difference here. One guy I'm a little bit higher on than the, his ECR, though. That would be Patrick Laird uh, and also Carlos Hyde. I, I'm not going to go into the, the nitty-gritty guys you're already starting here. Let's go into some guys. I, Hyde, I'm getting a ton of questions about Hyde or AP, Hyde or this. I kind of like Hyde. Tennessee, again, I think it's going to be a shootout style game between Tennessee and Houston, and that's going to favor Hyde having plenty of end zone shots. I think he's going to find the end zone this week. He's my running back 30, which is five spots higher than his ECR ranking. So if you're 
determining between flex running backs and Hyatt is one of your options. I like him and I like Duke Johnson too. They've given up a ton of uh, receiving work to running backs this year. So I like Duke. I like Hyde. I like both Texans guys this week in terms of being higher. But again, they're in my bottom 30. So it's not like I'm like, you got to get them in your lineup, but just some options if you're deciding between your flex there. Uh, a guy I am lower on. It, it's tricky this week because, again, there's not a whole ton of disparity. Um, I, I Actually, I lost my note on that one, but some Hail Marys for you, and then I'll pull up my rankings so I can get into my, my lower uh, running backs for the week, week 15 rankings. Um, but low, my Hail Marys, I mentioned Laird. He's now up to 33% owned, though, so unlikely to be out there uh, in your league's in, if you need another option there, um, some other potential guys. Peyton Barber, only 23% owned. It gets Detroit. Third most points to running backs. We've seen him have multiple uh, two TD days this season. This is shaping up to be one of those potential efforts where he gets you know random 20-point burst. So if you're desperate, you want some upside for scoring. He's only 23% owned. And if you're really desperate, neither of those guys are there. And especially if you're in a PPR league, Chris Thompson's only 13% owned. He had seven catches on eight targets last week. Uh, pacing the team in those categories. And then also you know, 50 yards or so. So PPR 12 points. I'll take it. Half PPR against the Eagles, who definitely are stifling against ground games, but not against pass catching backs. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Chris Thompson have himself a solid day this week. Um, I'll get back to you guys on my lower running back. Let's move on to wide receivers um, and, and then tight ends, and I'll get right back to your questions. Keep them coming in, guys. Cam Geckel, I'll, I'll hit you real quick. Lockett, OBJ, Crowder, Fuller, need to flex one. Starters are Godwin and Edelman, so I love your starters there. That's fucking awesome, dude. Uh, in terms of the flex, I don't know if I like any of these guys. I guess OBJ would be my highest face in Arizona. Very porous defense, the most points to quarterbacks. If there's ever a get-right spot for him, it's here. I wouldn't trust Locke getting the Bradbury treatment. Crowder's been a bag of shit. And then Fuller, if he plays, enters this conversation. But right now, getting in limited sessions, the risk of re-injury. To me, OBJ is probably my favorite play there. Tom Tran, what's up, brother? Uh, Eckler or Mostert this week on a big play league? I gotta go Eckler here. Uh, how do you sit the guy after 200 total yards and two TDs? Uh, I understand the Minnesota matchup more foreboding than most facing Atlanta, uh, but Eckler, again, uh, has been so beastly, and I think his style of play really favors that Minnesota matchup, uh, where they're more susceptible to the, to the pass by far. Very weak secondary, very stifling as the run. I, I'm worried about Melvin Gordon. He's actually my lower running back, four spots below his ECR, uh, as I was alluding to. Still in my top 20, right around 19, but I have Eckler actually higher than him this week because I think he matches up much more favorably uh, against what the Vikings, you know, they, they, they're great at stuffing up the middle. They can be a little susceptible against pass catchers, uh, specifically pass catching backs. So I like Eckler uh, just a little bit more than Mostert, but man, that's close, Tom. I, I have those, you know, literally RB16, RB17 right after each other. And in terms of the big play, that that's why I kind of favor Eckler. He's the type of guy that can rip off the explosive play, whereas Mostert just kind of grinds and, and gets you five, six, eight. No, it depends on how big the big play is, but Eckler definitely has a better chance of breaking that. Denny Jennings at Bears D, cards at Detroit. 
or Giants versus Miami are available. It is a tough fucking spot, though, isn't it, uh, this week for defenses? I think you just ride out the Bears, go with the talent. The Packers aren't anything too terrifying, in my opinion. So I lean there. A.J. Brown or Cooper Cup asks Jose Vega. Full PPR. Let's get to wide receivers, and maybe this will steer you one way or the other because I am going to be talking about him, Jose. Uh, great to see you, as always, by the way. Uh, my hire of the week, Keenan Allen, my wide receiver six, so a top 10 guy. He's ranked outside the top 15 wide receivers by the ECR. I think he's going to absolutely explode. We just talked about Minnesota being very susceptible in the secondary. And he had a good, solid 80 yards, five catches last week. Nothing insane, uh, but that, you know, a nice 11 points. He was open at will. If they were not uh, up so big, the, the Chargers, I really think Keenan Allen would have had a monstrous effort. It's an even worse secondary Minnesota. Now Rhodes is also banged up, and he sucks. So you're going to get me a worse corner than Rhodes or a less than 100% Rhodes. Keenan's going to have himself a field day. He always tends to light it up down the stretch run of seasons. Um, and he's off a 13, 17, 15, 11 over his last four, despite the, those midseason struggles. I think you're getting 20-plus this week from Keenan Allen, only 6,300 on DraftKings, too. You're getting yourself a high-end wide receiver one, even though he's being labeled a low-end wide receiver two by Roto World. Come on, Roto World. Wake that shit up. Uh, lower this week, Jose Vega, I alluded to this, is Cooper Cup, my wide receiver 20. He had a decent day because he found the end zone, but had he not, oh, shit, it would have been scary. He played only 20 snaps. That's what I'm really clinging to. That's what I'm really nervous about. That's 29% of the snaps. That's got to be concerning. I mean, Bay comes out and says, why well, have him on a run block, and I want to keep him fresher for his routes. And, and maybe that worked. He did have a you know a 12-point fantasy day. But the fact that Josh Reynolds is playing more than double the snaps, yeah, a better run blocker, a bigger body, can absorb that punishment easier, but still. Highly concerning that Cooper Cup was in on only 29% of the snaps. Is there something going on? Is there a little injury behind the scenes? We saw that happen with Gurley last year. I am definitely nervous about Cooper Cup this week um, and those low snap totals because before these last 15, 12-point days in his last two, he had zero and then two under seven for those three before that. If he has one of those, I wouldn't be shocked. So, Jose, to answer your question, Brown versus Cup. I have Cup higher, but Brown's literally only one spot below him. Brown definitely has the higher ceiling as the clear number one now in that pass attack versus you know Robert Woods has kind of ascended to the top of the Rams. And again, those snap totals, very concerning. So if you're nervous or you want that big ceiling play, A.J. Brown definitely justifiable there. My Hail Mary of the week, there's a ton of them because there's so many wide receiver injuries this week. So here's some streamers to keep track of if you are desperate at the position. Rashad Perriman and Justin Watson, uh, the, the Bucks backups there, number two with Mike Evans going uh, to the IR. He's done for the season. I think both these guys off touchdowns last week, and you get that pathetic Detroit secondary. For me, I like Justin Watson, more of the athletic freak, the 91st percentile spark guy, 4'4", 40, 6'3", 40-inch vertical that really matches that Mike Evans chuck it up, let me make the play style of uh, receiver here. Ran more routes, saw more targets despite playing less snaps. Then Perriman, Justin Watson, only 5% on the guy I would go to first. Perriman, not a bad option, though. He's shown a good rapport, in, especially in the red zone with Winston. I think both guys' threats to score this week. I also really like Danny Amendola, the number two now with Marvin Jones knocked out. He's facing the worst secondary in the league. Only 21% owned. I could see him having a big day. Chris Conley, we mentioned, with DJ Chark most likely missing this one. I like him at 20% owned to be a potential guy for you. 
And I mean, if you're really desperate, you know, Isaiah Ford for Miami, as long as Devontae Parker sits, Sky's off a 90-yard day, became the clear number one without Parker in there. Fitzpatrick loved to chuck and let his receivers do their thing, and Ford was the one that he was locked into, glued to, and we'll get that pathetic, again, second most points to wide receivers against the Jets, uh, the Giants, rather, secondary. So those are some potential options, potential streams, if you're desperate at wide receiver. And last but not least, tight ends. I'm higher on Mark Andrews. He's the, the tight end 11 in your ECR. I got to have him in my top seven guys. Uh, you know, he's every time he plays, he's a great bet for at least one, if not two scores. I get he's been a little boom busty, and the, the busts have been tough. He's got six games under seven fantasy points on the year. So a little volatile there. I understand that. Uh, but still, the tight end four, when he booms, you, you know, you get plenty of 13-point days, and you got some 20-point days. Very few tight ends bring that style of upside. The Jets have been very stingy, the second-fewest points to tight ends. But Lamar Jackson, there's just no matchup this guy can't exploit. So don't be shocked if, if Andrews finds the end zone at least once, if not twice, as long as he plays. And if not, give me a little Hayden Hurst action. Wouldn't be shocked to see him have a decent day. Who am I lower on a tight end? Jack Doyle. My tight end nine this week. That's three spots below the ECR. He scorned us. I think it's just more so emotional reaction of him just burning me. Me loving the big beanstalk, right, against Tampa Bay. Ugh. Gets you fucking four, three point seven on two catches, seven targets. Just a disgusting effort against one of the worst defenses in the league. And New Orleans much tougher against tight ends than uh, Tampa Bay is. Middle of the pack, uh, they have surrendered twelve plus to three straight tight ends. So there is some hope, there is some room for optimism. But I'm not finding it. I'm not looking for this bumbling oaf. Uh, as much as I loved him just a couple weeks ago, there's just no upside here, and there's certainly some downside as we saw last week. In terms of Hail Mary, a guy I would much rather have than any, you know, pretty much anybody out there in the industry. Ian Thomas, 2% owned. He's going to be a top at 12 tight end, no doubt this week. He's definitely finding the end zone as long as Olsen's out. Granted, if Olsen plays, all this switches up. But this guy, Greg, uh, um, Ian Thomas, first Olsen goes down and he sees four targets uh, right away, four catches, first, you know, in only one half. Carries that over for a nice five catch on ten target day uh, against um, Atlanta last week. So a, a generous matchup, um, even more so this week against Seattle, uh, who gave who gave up the second most points to tight ends. He saw twenty four percent of the target share last week. He lined up outside or wide on forty seven of his sixty one snaps. That's insane. So you know, essentially a glorified. Uh, big body wide receiver out there playing 86% of the snaps despite them saying it's going to be a committee. There's no way this guy doesn't dominate Seattle this week, assuming he is the lead guy. Alrighty, folks, that wraps up our main segment. So now it is on to you and your questions the rest of the way here. Uh, so let's get them in. Let's get the mailbag going. Let's get it fired up. Geckel, if Ingram plays, is he startable over Hooper? Uh, I'd, I'd go Hooper. I know you might be a little nervous about that San Fran matchup, but Jared Cook catching two TDs against them. I like to rip him up this week. Uh, Hooper, especially with Calvin Ridley out there, even more target share in this very friendly dirt cutter tight end scheme. Uh, so give me Hooper. Winston or Rivers worried about the injury, says Danny. As long as he's out there, that means he's good to go. Uh, so I'd have Winston significantly higher than Rivers. And Rivers is, I have him 10 spots higher than his QB uh, ECR, which is 25. I have him 15. So he is usable. Three TD day, 300 yards, and now gets a very beatable Minnesota secondary. Still, though, Winston, 454 TDs last time out, and now gets uh, a very, very beatable matchup here this week. 
I, I got to go Winston there. The upside's just too big, even without Mike Evans. Jimmy Parson, I have Watson. Would you start Garoppolo or Murray over him? No way, Jimmy Watson. The only guy I can actually have in the tier with Lamar Jackson this week, maybe even a, a, a tier above Lamar Jackson, because I do think Tennessee puts the points up. Um, I think that's a back-and-forth shootout the entire game. They're down Tennessee. They're top three corners now. Watson's going to have a field day, him and Hopkins. Uh, I absolutely love him. Pick one to pair with Hopkins, Metcalf, and Hollywood. I lost Chark, says Daniel Howland. Oh, that's a tough one. To me, I'm going to go Metcalf there. Um, the, the, the number two corners of the Panthers are just abysmal. Uh, and Hollywood Brown is, you know, 83rd in the league in air yards right now over his last few games. So I don't trust him. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bench Hollywood Brown and give me Metcalf, who's been much more steady, much more consistent for you there. Some other mailbags. So keep getting questions in. I'll answer a few more from our Twitter mailbag here. Um, we've got Justin uh, Keen asking for two: Kirk, Miller, Woods, Waller, Barber, or Washington. Normally Washington would have been the highest on that list, but with Josh Jacobs likely to return, I'm going to go Woods as the top option far and away after this ascension in targets, yards, everything these last couple weeks. And I like Christian Kirk against Cleveland. Might be able to avoid Denzel Ward in the slot there. Uh, so give me him. we got Higby versus Andrews. Uh, I'm going to go Andrews, the touchdown upside there, despite the blowups from Higby. And, and Dallas is decent, you know, decent matchup there, 12th against tight end. Uh, give me Higby. Um, we got two, I can't read that one. That makes no sense. Fournette or Eckler asked Tony. As much as I love Eckler, I got to go Fournette there. By far the, the clearer source of 20 plus touches. And he himself is in a great matchup this week against Oakland, who gives up tons of points to everybody, but especially, uh, you know, receivers and tight and running backs for sure. Cam asking, do I sit Wilson, Garoppolo, Fitzpatrick, Brissett, Eli are top four available? If you're willing to roll the dice, Gekko, I like Garoppolo more. He's facing Atlanta, who's down their top corner in Trufant, and fresh off a four TD day. I think you're going to have to throw it against Arizona, uh, Atlanta, who I hope can keep pace with the 49ers and make that a shootout style game. I, I like Garoppolo more than Wilson. Now, that's risky because Wilson had been such a beast until these last six weeks. But to me, uh, if he's out there, I, I really do like Garoppolo uh, this week. McLaurin, Mike Williams, or R. Williams PPR. I don't know who the fuck R. Williams is, uh, Jimmy. But to me, I got to go McLaurin there. Philly, he lit him up for 135 in a score. That was with Case Keenum. I understand that. But still, Philly just as porous as they've ever been against wide receivers. I think McLaurin will get deep for a score against them as well. So that's that's the route I go. We got Dan Rodriguez, non-PPR. Miles, Sony, or AP, also Lockett or A.J. Brown. Uh, for that, I'm going to go A.J. Brown over Lockett. And then as long as Jordan Howard sits, it's Miles Sanders for me. If he plays... I hate to say Sony Michelle, but Cincinnati giving up a ton of touchdowns to running backs. That's the style of game where he could end up lighting it up. Pat Gage, or no, Pat O'Donnell. OD, good to see you, buddy. Uh, Curtis Sam, fuck the India. <laughs> Curtis Samuel, Russell Gage, Amendola need one. I would go Amendola against Tampa Bay, uh, especially if there's any type of reception points. I believe you guys are half PPR, OD. So, so give me Dola. I don't trust guy. Curtis Sam is just a fucking asshole. I, I would never put him back into my lineup. And then Russell Gage, yeah, I see the appeal with Calvin Ridley getting knocked out, but uh, but give me uh, give me Amendola there. Robbie Anderson asked Jimmy, 
I, I still go McLaurin there. The matchup against Philly is too juicy for me to avoid. Uh, so keep them coming in, guys. Keep the questions. I got a few more here from Twitter. Uh, Higby or Hooper? I'm going to go Hooper. Again, Jared Cook, two touchdowns against these guys. No Calvin Ridley. I like Hooper to rebound despite the tough matchup. Ingram or Julio or Slayton for the flex? Uh, and it's a standard league. Obviously, receptions would have helped out a lot there. I still think I go Julio. No Richard Sherman this week for the 49ers. And Mike Thomas really took off once Sherman was knocked out of that game. I think Julio could have himself a solid day. We got Murray or Wentz for Antonio Mendoza. I like Murray just a little bit. He's my 12 as compared to my 13 for Wentz. So literally neck and neck. Wentz, definitely the floor play to a little safer than Murray, especially these last couple weeks, 13 and 12. Uh, that all being said, Cleveland's certainly beatable. I think Murray's due for yet another 20-point day. He had three straight 23 or more games uh, before these two last duds. I think Cleveland's a good spot for him to get back on track. Uh, a couple more. We got uh, need two receivers, Thielen, McLaurin, Dede, Sanders, or Shepard. Uh, you got to have Emmanuel Sanders in there, especially after you know what was 175 and a TD now gets Atlanta down their top corner. So he's by far the best. And to me, it comes down to Thielen or McLaurin here. I got to lean McLaurin. Ugh. Thielen, if he plays, I guess. I mean, he's expected to return this week. Ah, but what a risk of re-injury. I, I really do like McLaurin's blow-off spot. I think that's who I go here, uh, Cortez. And then we got uh, Eli, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Baker this week. For Chad, I got to go Baker. Most points in the league, uh, the, the Cardinals are surrendering. So I go him uh, there. And then flex, Miles Sanders, you need two. Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Carlos Hyde, Tyler Boyd, Mostert. Uh, Mostert far and away the top option there for me. He's really taken over that backfield. 74 and 60% of the snaps these last two weeks. Um, it's seen over 20 fantasy points, the RB3 in combined fantasy points. Those last two weeks, he has been an RB4, RB5 uh, in each separate week. The guy's been a monster, and the zone blocking scheme is fantastic. They described him as like gliding on ice is how he looked uh, so smooth out there uh, in that Shanahan zone blocking scheme. So I love Mostert. Definitely has taken over. You know, has that, that – you know, Damian Williams-style structure on hero. I'm all about him. And then, to me, if, if Jordan Howard sits, it's Miles Sanders in a good spot against Washington. And if not, I really like A.J. Brown's appeal there uh, in a blow-up potential spot. You, you know, 31 points last week could be in line for a similar style game against a bad Houston team. Alrighty, folks. That's all I got for you. That's all the questions we've gotten in. So thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully next week I'll be back with the truth. He was ready to go with me. Uh, unfortunately, the computers were not cooperating. Uh, but I am the Wolf of Rotor Street, RotorStreetJournal.com. We breed and feed fantasy wolves. This is the fantasy fullback dive. We paid that path to 2019 titles. I will be here Sunday, 11 a.m., ready, bright, and early to get those lineups perfect. Hopefully you get what you need on Thursday night. If you're, you're facing Lamar Jackson like I am, uh, I forget who else said that, but um, let's hope he fucking blows. Fuck Lamar Jackson. Don't do it to me, my man. Don't ruin my week before it ends. There's nothing worse than the Thursday night game, and you just got bludgeoned, and you're just like, oh, well, week's already over. I'm hoping to avoid that tomorrow against that pathetic Jets secondary. But, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate your support all year. And we got to get those titles. Nothing matters but the titles, baby. No one cares about your fourth, third place finish. So you got to get the win. Let's get it together done. Uh, let's get it done, Wolfpack. Love you guys. See you later. We used to have it all. 
but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. 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 Second effort, third effort, touchdown! Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks. <laughs>